is the University of Michigan. Touchdown, Michigan! All right, welcome back to Blue by 90. I am Justin, joined by Jack and Kalen, as always. We are recording, let's see, it's Friday, December 18th, before Christmas here, a couple days after signing day. Um, and, yeah, so how how you guys doing? Good, good, man. That was a pretty good signing day offensively. Yeah, yeah, I doing well, like, doing well. I feel like all things considered – Michigan ended up about as good as possible, right? Yeah. Um, you know, obviously there were, there still is uh, some uncertainty about the coaching around the coaching staff. Um, and so for, for them to still pull that together and make sure definitely on the offensive side of the ball, but only losing a couple guys on the defense as well. Uh, I think it, it was, it was an, it was a good day for Michigan. Um, I also think, you know, now we're seeing, especially for Michigan State, a ton of guys enter the transfer portal, too. Michigan hasn't seen that yet. Um, I imagine, obviously, Zach Carpenter did the center, but we haven't seen, like, five, six guys going to the transfer portal, which I was worried about. Maybe they still will, but so far this week we're good. Um, So, yeah, so let's kind of just go over who they did get. Um, There were the guys that – had been committed for a long time. Um, <clears throat> you know, J.J. McCarthy, I mean, we've talked about it. You just can't say enough good things about J.J. McCarthy. Mm-hmm. And to top it off, he had a sweet video to put out for his signing, too. Thank God, man. <clears throat> I hope, I'm glad he didn't rely on the uh, whatever Michigan football is putting out. Exactly. Rough. Yeah, that was – man, they need to do something on their media department, man, because they – is looking sorry. I, I miss those. Remember Ty Rogers when he was like the video, like recruiting, like putting so all that sick. shit out. Those are so fucking sweet. I ended up tweeting at him and he, uh, he retweeted me and was they? like, yeah, he's like, those were dope, but man, they took forever. Yeah. I bet, <laughs> I bet they took forever. dude. He's like, I do not miss all the time that it took to make any of those. Yeah. <laughs> well, think about how, like how long it took him to shoot right at every practice and he's yeah. got to like get the content and then you have to put it to a song, put it all together, edit it all. So it looks sweet. Yeah. I bet it's, it's a little more than making a TikTok, I imagine. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. So JJ obviously leading the charge there. And I mean, again, he's, he's the man five stars, uh, QB. And you know, I just think that, I don't know. We'll get into we'll get into what well, the say, you know. Do you know who the last five star QB Michigan Shane got Morris. was? Uh, no. Chad I think Henny. he dropped to a four. Oh no, uh, Ryan Mallett. Yeah, Ryan Mallett. Yep, 2007. And then Lloyd Carr pieced out. Rich Rod came in. Mallett transferred to Arkansas, going. and it was all downhill from there. Yep. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, Shane Morris was at a five star at one point, I think. Yeah. But- I also think that Shane Morris was a five-star because of the exact same thing as Joe Milton. He exactly. just had his body and had a freaking cannon for an arm, and it was like, oh, yeah, he should be able to put it all together. And then you have to realize there's so much more to the quarterback position than that. Right. Um, 
but uh, Giovanni El Hadi was, I think, the first commit in this uh, class, right? So yep. he's a four-star tackle, which, I mean, let's build up that offensive line, right? Um, and uh, Raheem Henderson uh, was the same thing. He's a center at uh, four-star from Cass Tech, so love it. The the hometown boys really carried this class. I, you know, uh, we're looking at Sterling Heights, Detroit, Bloomfield. Um, uh, you know, there, there's some legit hometown boys Lansing for Audrey Anthony. Um, so yeah, so, uh, on the offensive side to keep it going, you have Lewis Hansen, four-star tight end, which I'm excited about him. Uh, yep. Christian Dixon, a four-star wide receiver from California. Um, let's see. Yeah, Greg Crippen, a four-star center as well. So I thought on the offensive line, this was a really good recruiting class. Um, yeah. I, I think that is incredibly important, especially right now. Uh, and then you rounded out Tristan Bounds. I think he's a three-star tackle, but like Paul I Parker. think he's huge. He's six seven, six seven and a half, two eighty-five. Yeah. So like I don't know. I think you can work with that. Uh, he may not be like developed at this point, but I trust Ed Warner to develop him and get him into, into good shape. Um, and then, so that was pretty much it. We also have Willie Allen as a transfer too, as technically part of this class. Um, so, and he's a tackle too. So you have four, uh, linemen that are in this and Willie Allen used to be a three-star. He was from, uh, La Tech. Um, so I don't know thoughts on the offensive side of the ball. Like, and well, of course. And then you go to, um, the last two, which we weren't sure on, uh, Xavier worthy, yeah. uh, four-star wide receiver who was picking between Bama and Michigan at the, on his final couple weeks, I guess, really. And then Donovan Edwards, who I was not expecting him to come to Michigan. So I had that no was, faith in either of them. Yeah. <laughs> why? I mean, a little bit questions like why? <laughs> you know, at this point. Um, but, you know, Donovan Edwards, I heard him. Uh, Xavier Worthy was on the uh, on FaceTime with uh, Josh Gaddis during his commitment. I think Donovan Edwards was on FaceTime with Harbaugh. Um, so, like, I mean, this was a hell of an offensive class, honestly. Yeah. I mean, just to see that many playmakers, too. We got a dominant wide receiver, dominant running back, and one of the top, I don't know what he ended up being, according to – Two four seven, the top, the second best quarterback in the class. So I mean, just getting that much talent at you know those important positions, it's always exciting and encouraging to see, especially to add to the young wide receiver core we have coming back next year. Yeah, I think it also kind of says something about like Harbaugh and Josh Gaddis and their abilities to recruit as well, which then makes me. I mean, I don't, I don't want to get too far ahead here, but it does make me go like, hmm, that makes me go like, what's going to happen if, you know, maybe Josh Gaddis isn't here next year or any of those things? Yeah, what that means, I think what we can take away from signing day as far as the coaches is we had uh, two, um, two or three defensive guys flip on the last day. Uh, what's his name to Maryland and, uh, the other dude to UCLA. Um, what that means to me is that Don Brown and probably the entire coaching staff has gone on the defensive side of the ball. Maybe you're keeping Zordich, maybe you're keeping Brian Jean Marie so that for the recruiting purposes in the South. Um, but I think Don Brown has to be gone. He hasn't said a peep 
on Twitter, on anything else. So I imagine he's not either already not with the team or planning not to be with the team. Um, and it sounds like he was not in on like a lot of these zoom calls or whatever else. Um, but then I think that Josh Gaddis will be staying because why else would he be on FaceTime with Xavier worthy during his commitment? If he's not planning to, or if they're not planning to keep him on. Yeah. That's what I gathered from that. Seeing Harbaugh talk to all these recruits on FaceTime with a lot of them. Uh, when they're signing, I mean, it, it, it's got to make you think that Harbaugh and Gaddis will both be back. Yeah, I'm I'm for sure on the Harbaugh one, but the Gaddis one still does have me kind of scratching my head a little bit. I I wonder if maybe he, maybe his responsibilities are lessened a little bit. You know, he's still on, but maybe he goes back to wide receivers, or we bring somebody else on as a co-offensive coordinator that is calling the plays, or maybe even Harbaugh is calling the plays. You know, one of those three options I think are still very plausible. Um, I don't, I think you have to, you, you, you can't just be like, all right, Josh Gaddis, here's the whole offense. It's yours at this point. He's obviously not that experienced in that. So you can't just give him full reign. So maybe we take a look and Harbaugh takes a look and says, all right, let's bring in another offensive analyst or something like that. Uh, or to, and maybe he's maybe a Cole head coordinator or something. Um, but he's going to call the plays. What do you guys think about Ben McDaniels quarterbacks coach two, two years ago at the beginning of this year, I said, there's no way we can screw this quarterback room up. You got Dylan McCaffrey, you got Joe Milton, you got uh, JJ coming in next year. Like we're looking at it from the view of last spring. It was like, we're set for five years. Oh, right. And it took three games for us to be like, we're so screwed. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. I think I think McDaniel's has to be gone. I mean, there can't be a. There's not really a guy in his time at Michigan that you can point to to be like, yeah, he developed him, and you know, he ended up being really solid. I mean, maybe if Cade had a full season that we could look at, that could have saved McDaniel's job. But um, not saying that he's gone. But if he was gone, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I, I'm like, get him out of here. Like, you know. He had his shot, and it, it didn't work out. And, you know, it happens. But I think I would like to see someone like Harbaugh, who is supposed to be a quarterback guy, step up and really, you know, have a hand, a direct hand in developing these quarterbacks. Yeah, I would love to see uh, – uh, I don't even know an example of this, but a QB coach or a QB, you know, guru – which we've all that's like been the, the word for Harbaugh, right? Oh, he's a QB whisperer, a QB guru, like whatever. I, I don't care what you want to call him, like whatever. I still think Harbaugh knows how to coach quarterbacks, right? But he, it's tough to be a, a true quarterbacks coach when you are the head coach at the University of Michigan, right? Like there's right. a lot more to handle. Um so I would love to see another QB guy come in as an analyst or as a uh, maybe as a co-offensive coordinator, like you said, Kalen, and have him really be focused on this QB room. I, I really be focused on JJ McCarthy. 
at this point. Like, dude, you're the guy. You've got every tool that we can imagine. So let's make you into a Trevor Lawrence. Let's make you into a, um, you know, Ian Book even. Like, dude, Ian Book at Notre Dame is legit. So, like, even if J.J. McCarthy is not a Trevor Lawrence, if he's an Ian Book, this offense is going to be very, very good. Yeah, Ian, Ian Book to me seemed a lot like uh, he just seemed like a, a better Shea Patterson. Like what we all kind of expected Shea to be, that's what Ian Book is for Notre Dame. Hey, and they're he, playing tomorrow in the ACC championship game against Clemson, man. I can't wait. I can't wait for that That's going to be a fun game. Oh, yeah. Dude, Ian Book had Jack about to go Notre Dame fan. That's so, true. I mean, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'll be rooting for Notre Dame tomorrow. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that like – the thing is that we don't need J.J. McCarthy to even be this Heisman guy. He has to be – Shea Patterson I thought was average, maybe a little above average. We just need him to be a little bit of a step above that where he makes plays that a normal quarterback wouldn't make or he extends the play. I mean, again, Justin Fields is a god on the field right now. Yeah. But, like, he extends plays so much and makes plays with his feet – when they when they get in trouble, um, I, I think that's what we're looking for, and that's what we've seen from JJ McCarthy in the uh, uh, at IMG too, right? So I, I'm excited, obviously, for JJ. I do truly think he's got a good shot at starting next year. Um, I think Cade is is legit. What do you guys think? Is is Milton in the portal or what? I'd think so, man. I'd say go somewhere because if I'm if if I'm there, just me outside looking in, I'd think it's McNamara's job to lose. And if he's going to lose it, he's going to lose it to McCarthy. I just think Milton had his shot. I mean, unless they come out and say, you know what? He was he had a, he had a freaking broken hand the entire season. That's why I couldn't throw the ball. I mean, you know, that's, I just don't see him playing at Michigan again. Yeah, I'm not as QB1 you know, at least. Yeah. Like I said before, I, I think Joe Milton should transfer somewhere that they haven't established you know, history of developing very good quarterbacks yeah. and take your shot that way. I mean, I mean, even just a place where he can go get his confidence back. Yeah. Even if, yeah, if he went and played at some Pac-12 school or something like that. Hey, mm-hmm. Texas Tech, if Joe Milton went to Texas Tech, oh he goodness. would just be slinging it and he could he could <sighs> complete 50 percent of his passes and still have a great career. So, yeah. I, I was going to say make him a Zach Gentry and get him to the NFL as a tight end, but I think he's so soft, he would never, like, dude, he's not a blocking tight end. He wouldn't, I, I don't think he can take a hit like that, which is crazy because he's 250 pounds, Huge. but whatever um how about the the you know donovan edwards is a huge splash for this this was like a an unbelievable uh land i thought for harbaugh on the last second um after everything that's gone down um what do you think about the running back room going forward with how crowded it was this year and how poorly michigan handled it you add donovan edwards who I would imagine is going to have the same or bigger impact than Blake Corum had this year. I mean, maybe I, I'd assume Charbonnet is probably going to transfer just because, I mean, Hassan seemed to be like the number one guy, whether it was because Charbonnet was hurt That's or so whatever. Sad, like, the, uh, man. Like, <laughs> I Charbonnet was think... a top, I think he was a top 100 guy for sure in the 2019 class. 
Dude, and I just look at him class, and his body and his ability, and like I truly think that he could. He's gonna go somewhere. I again. Oh, he'll I dominate think we, wherever he goes. We said this. We said this before. Like if he went to Iowa, he would literally be thirty carries a game, two hundred yards a game. Yeah, Iowa, Wisconsin, Northwestern, any other Big Ten school, and he would be the number one guy and torch torch defenses. So. I think it's fair to expect at least one transfer out of there. I'd assume Chris Evans isn't coming back, but this year was like a red shirt for everybody year, right? So I would imagine, though, so Wisconsin already came out and said, they were like, yeah, we know the NCAA said that, but we don't have a roster spot for our seniors. Right. Uh, that, so, like, yes, you have another year of eligibility. You, you're more than, We're more than happy to have you play that somewhere else. But we don't. We aren't going to have a roster spot for you here, unfortunately. So I would, I would bet that most places are going to say that Michigan might like grad transfer or something. Yeah, like I think he'd do be a great grad transfer somewhere as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I, I think like I, I see Charbonnet. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think Michigan will probably say. They may not come out and say, oh, we're not taking any of these guys back for another year, but they may pick and choose kind of like, sorry, Chris, it's time to don't have a spot. Yeah. Our running back. He would probably understand it, dude. It's like our running back's room is already crowded as hell. You aren't going to get a shot probably for much playing time. I don't know. I mean, think about how many guys are in this running back room. I mean, what Hassan Haskins, Zach Charbonnet. Uh, I'm Christian Turner. As far as I'm, I know he's still around. Uh, still around. He didn't play much last year, he didn't, if at all. Didn't play. But then, I mean, uh, Blake Corum, Donovan Edwards. I think we have another guy, Tavier Dunlap. I think yep. his name is. Out of that uh, class, yeah. There's like too many guys, and I look at this room and I go like, I've heard decent things about Jay Harbaugh, but. I think we need a like a somebody who has played this position to coach this position. We need a real running backs coach. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't want to say that. I but. can't <laughs> honestly. I can't complain about about Jay Harbaugh right now as far as how the running backs are playing. That's true. Like it's not it's, like they're the problem. It's right. our rotation with them. The problem is, is the there's problem. too many good ones. We have even when we had even when we had a good line, the running backs weren't a standout, and we had some pretty good running backs. So I'm just like, I, I don't think know. This I is felt a... like Karan Higdon was a stud. I felt like yeah. in 2019 between Charbonnet and Haskins, they both, they had 700 yards apiece. So if, and they, each of them basically played half the season. So combine that you're at 14, a 1400 yard back. That's pretty dang good. Yeah. It, in a year that you go nine and four or whatever, we nine, eight and five. I don't know. Um, I think they could be even better with, uh, uh, somebody who has experience playing the position, uh, somebody who specializes, you know, I'm just, yeah. just throwing, you know, some of that out I there. I won't disagree with you there. I would love Mike Hart to come on. I would love Nick Sheridan to come on as a co-offensive coordinator. Um, yeah, dude, anything to get this offense like over the hump. I feel like we're, we moved in the right direction a little bit, but like we have to tighten some things up. We don't have to go full spread. We can go the Alabama route a little bit and still run the ball out of an I formation or a single back like off tackle. Um, 
Or either that, or you do have to go full spread with J.J. McCarthy and have him doing the read option, you know, and actually running those out because I think that's legit. But, man, I, I, I feel like they must have been like, Donovan Edwards, you've got a chance to play next year. No, like there's how else are they going to get him here? Honestly. Yeah, that's true. I mean, especially when you see such a crowded running back room and he could, I think he could make an instant impact. I think, uh, so actually that brings up a question. Who do you guys think? I mean, it's, it's kind of three kind of obvious answers to me, but who do you guys think will be the first freshman to step on the field? JJ. Wait, let me go. Let me pull it back up. Hold on. Yeah. You know, the the crazy thing that that you – this is a good thing to bring up. Josh Gaddis tweeted it, I think, two or three days ago. Right. Michigan had eight freshmen play in 2020. Yeah. On the offensive side of the ball. He's not afraid eight to get them out freshmen, there. That's for dude. sure. So, like, which I think tw- – I hope 2020 was a little bit of a unique situation because they knew that they – they didn't have any uh, red shirts to burn or anything like they could do whatever with eligibility and they knew it was a weird year. So they wanted to get everybody experience, especially once we lost a few games. I wish they would have uh, done that on defense. No <laughs> shit. No shit. Um, like Andre Selden, maybe dude, Andre Selden fucking, uh, I was looking at the 2020 and the 2019 class. And there is another DB that was like four stars it wasn't Miles Sims because I know Miles Sims transferred because he was a four-star DB that we got. Dude, how clutch would it have been to have him on the roster right now? Dude, that would Necessary. help so much. Um, Quentin Johnson, who's a safety, four-star safety, when he came in in 2019, was like a solid guy. Jalen Perry was a four-star fucking DB, dude. It's like, where are these guys? And <laughs> so, like, I don't know. Maybe is Mike Zordich the guy? I don't know. He, or... It's so hard to tell for me with Don Brown, uh, just any of these guys, did they inherit some studs and get kind of lucky with their recruiting classes that they just had stud guys, um, but they like can't develop the not so great guys or something like that. I don't know. Um, Maybe I, I think also there's a good chance that on the offensive line, we may see some freshmen. Well, dude, even I was looking at that, too, for like last year and two years ago. We've got I mean, we've got some good old linemen waiting in the wings, man. Jeffrey Percy was a four star guy that we recruited, I believe, last year. Oh, and another one last year, Darian Green Warren, four star DB. Why did he not get any playing time with Andre Selden? Um, Zach Zinter, he got in last year, though, right? I believe. Yep. Um. But yeah, Jeffrey, I mean, he was like Jeffrey third Percy, string, six, but... seven, two sixty five guys. So he's a little bit lighter, probably trying to put on some weight, but he was a four star lineman. I mean, we've got we've got some guys that I'm excited to see how they developed so we can see them on the line next year. But Giovanni El Hadi, he might he might be a guy that makes an impact right away. And then same with either Crippen or Raheem Anderson. Yeah, what generally doesn't it take like two years to like put the weight and muscle on to get the, the lineman going? Is that I right? Think so. For sure. Yeah. I mean, Giovanni Heldi's coming in um, big. at two. He's big already, but like 285 is still not big enough in the Big Ten, honestly. Right. But I think once he gets into a college program with nutrition, everything, put on he should be able to get up to 300 least. easy. Yeah. yeah. Greg Crippen's 285 as well, but he's only 6'4. But if he's a center, yeah. Um, 
Let's see. Tristan Bounds, though, two, six, seven, 285, dude. Like, if he can, if we can get him to move, that dude's going to be a beast. Yeah. I think this, for, for Michigan right now, you've got some stud four and five stars, right? It's about developing these three and four stars that are kind of on the cusp into serviceable or good players. And I feel like we've done that with some guys. We've done that with Ronnie Bell. Um, we've done that with Hassan Haskins, even in a position change. Um, but there have been some guys that have we've I feel like we've missed on. We've whiffed on kind of with. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, so let's let's move to the to the defensive side of the ball, too. Right. Um, who's I mean, that's this is not a good defensive class. And no. We the thing is like everyone's gonna rag on that like oh and and part of it is because the defensive uh, the defensive classes prior to this were also not great so I think that it's just like adding on yeah but if if what we're saying is right and Michigan is losing Don Brown not losing but moving on from Don Brown and a lot of that defensive staff you have to think that you're going to lose some of these recruits. So there's no way around that. So I think that, yes, this this class stinks on the defensive side, honestly. I mean, I don't want to hate on some of these guys, um, but it's not good. Um, and it's not even – to me, it's not even that they're not talented. It's just we've only got like three or four guys right. so far. It's yeah. just depth. I mean, yeah. Junior Colson I'm excited about. That's for sure. Jaden Hood Jayden was Hood. big – Big, like, late-night Wednesday pickup because I did not think we were going to get him either. And I totally forgot about Keyshawn Bennett. Yeah, Keyshawn Bennett was a big one as well. But, I mean, the big – the elephant in the room right now is defensive tackles. Yeah. Yeah, I saw Matt Dudek, director of recruiting, say on Twitter, like, hey, this is one of two, you know, recruiting days and there's more to come. So everybody who's, you know, talking shit about us lacking on defense, stay tuned. I don't know if that's just, you know, him talking out his neck or what, but we'll, I guess we'll see. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, to his point, there is still time, but it's still, I mean, going to alarm you if there's if you're not able to go out and get guys ready to commit exactly. on the first possible day. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of things will change if they fire Don Brown and then bring on somebody new. If they bring on Will Muschamp or even Derek Mason, it's like, okay, A, the transfer portal is going to be huge for us because he's going to go in hard, aggressive on that. And then also, um, I think like a guy like Rayshon Benny, who committed to Michigan State but didn't sign the other day, in Michigan now, I don't know if you guys saw this, but there were like 10 Michigan recruits or players that tweeted at Trying him. Trying to go after him, yeah. Yeah, so like they're not giving that up, <laughs> especially with how Michigan State is looking right now as far as guys transferring and things like that. So um, I think it'll it'll all – on the defensive side of the ball, like I'm a little worried right now. There's no doubt about that, but I think it'll look a lot better come the spring – after we get a new D coordinator in and hit the transfer portal and things like that, because guys, I don't know if you saw, but it was like the night of Wednesday signing day, there were like 300 guys in the transfer portal already. So the fact that they passed that, like no eligibility thing uh, for 
uh, that you don't have to sit out one year anymore for the transfer portal. It's like everyone's doing it. Everyone's getting in the transfer portal. I'm surprised we haven't seen any Michigan get in the transfer portal, but um, I think Michigan's going to try to hit that hard on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, and I think I think that, and to your point earlier, the guys are going to be they're just going to push out to be like, hey, we just don't have a spot for you anymore. I think that's both of those things are just contributing to the transfer portal like crazy, and we'll see a lot of guys. Hopefully, Michigan can grab some from from there. Yeah, I want to see at least two defensive tackles picked up in the transfer yeah, portal. For sure, minimum. You know what? What? kind of confuses me is like I understand if you miss on a five-star or a four-star D tackle um, but why do we why did we not say all right let's at least get some three-star guys that we still like why did we just pick up zero (laughs) maybe they maybe that's part of it maybe it's the roster thing maybe that's why they it's like if we're not going to get top guys we're just not going to go after them right now Okay, so what are we going to do? I don't do? know. Maybe. We're going to put at that position. We're just going to get run over. Maybe Carlo Kemp is going to have another year. We have to put Carlo <laughs> Kemp in at D-Tackle. For his like, eighth year, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like hey, that's where know. I'm confused. Like, we've got three stars, you know, at the, every other position. Why do we not have any three, at least three-star D-Tackles? Don't hey, I'll, I'll start eating that little Debbie's, and uh, I got I still got some eligibility. So we got to bulk up here. Those, those Hershey pies from Burger King. Will be where you want to be? Um, yeah, and, and you know what hurts me so much to say is that Michigan has had zero defensive tackle commits since Greg Madison left, and I hate that man with a passion. Um, but. He is a great coach, and I know that, and that's why Ohio State's D-line is dominating and everything. But, well, the whole defense, eh, they're all right. But um, definitely on the front seven. And it's like, I don't know, Sean Nua, see ya, dude. Sorry, you seem yeah. like a great guy, but see ya. Um, so I would, if I'm looking at a D coordinator, I, I'm saying, hey, here's your first priority. Bring in a great defensive line coach. Bring in a great linebackers coach, and let's fix this right now. Hit the transfer portal, develop some of the guys that we have, and let's go. Yeah, I mean, that's what needs to happen. I don't think next year the defense is going to be any good. You really got to lean on the offense to score points like we talked about for this past year. But hopefully year two, whoever's back there will be able to get it straightened out. So I was looking online for uh, – um, who would maybe replace Don Brown, right? Uh, and I was looking at like who's the high, who's a highly ranked team in terms of like yards per game uh, defensively. Give it up. Yeah. And uh, the number four this past year in team yards per game was uh, San Diego State, and I was like, that's kind of oh, weird. I know who it is. And hey, then hope. And then I was like, holy shit. Number four last year was San Diego State, too, right? And you guys are right. I was like, holy shit, Brady Hoke was the coach. Are we going to reach back for Brady Hoke? We're probably not going to reach back for him. But, Dude, I, that would, he, I don't think it would be a bad play, though. Like, yes, you. I mean, you have to, like, like suck it up and be like, all right, dude, we're so sorry about firing you. But like, dude, remember his recruiting recruiting. 
he he was a fantastic D coordinator and D line coach. He just couldn't get the head coach thing under control. But he's also he's the like so uh, Will Heininger who played for him DN and my cousin who played for him absolutely love him, dude. He's like the biggest players coach ever, which that's what we're missing right now is coaches who have great relationships with their players. So like, dude, I'm all for that. Honestly, bring Brady back. Hey, we might have a hashtag there. So I love bring it. Brady back. Oh, I, we got to start that on Twitter. I think <laughs> <laughs> I'll send out a tweet right now. There you go. Um, yeah, dude, that's a good call, actually. Uh, I I would love Brady back. I think he he's, I mean, he's the Michigan man. I know we kind of are annoyed with that, but it helps for sure because he knows what's going on there. I mean, also, how many times would he be like, I know how I fucked up the last time. I'm not going to do that this time, right? Um, we just got to tell him to wear a headset. That's it. Oh, and I was going to say, if he's fo- if, as long as he's not focusing on the entire team and it's just the defense, I'm cool. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but like on, on another talk, I would love our boy Cox by 90 will Muschamp. He says he, he says will Muschamp would be a fantastic D coordinator. I think will Muschamp is similar to Brady Hoke. Like, Dude is a stud on the defensive side of the ball, like got it, got it going on, but he just doesn't have the CEO thing down to be a head coach. Mm. Um, didn't have it at Florida, didn't have it at South Carolina. So I, I, I don't know. We gotta, we gotta work on that stuff. So yeah. What else do we gotta talk about? I mean, that that was pretty much it. Do we want it? Uh, so, I mean, <laughs> I. Your boys, your Sparties over there, your your Sparty friends are not going to be happy with this, but dude, they're having a rough day, rough day. With like, uh, they, transfers or what? With the transfer portal, man. Um, they they had yeah, like you said, their top three recruits from 2018 or 19, I can't remember which year. Um, all hit the transfer portal. I think this week or the last couple weeks. Uh, Who's their <laughs> top three recruits? A uh, couple of guys Josh out of Dobbs, Dobbs, Julian Barnett, and then Josh Dobbs. Not Josh Dobbs. CQB, Devontae Dobbs. Devontae Dobbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there yeah. anyone that we can pick up? <laughs> Dude. Both those guys, I think. Yeah, awesome. they're good. Barnett is a corner, I believe, right? And I think the other and guys Dobbs, I think, is a D-line. Yeah. That's what I thought, yeah. Dude, how – I mean, that would be sweet, but – And Wait, they're, they're Belleville kids. We, Dobbs is from we, Belleville, right? Yeah, yeah, both, both of, them. of them are. We were oh, going okay. after them hard. And that Belleville coach, like, hates Michigan for God knows what reason. Um, but, yeah, that was, like, a big reason for it. Um, I can't remember the third guy. But then Rocky Lombardi yeah. in the transfer portal. Like, I mean, I, I like that uh, QB they started playing the end of the four. season. So I think, yeah, so I think it was a good move for Rocky to just, like, be like, I'm out. I, like, I have no shot. Oh, for sure. Once you yeah. lose your spot there, it's kind of over, you know. Right. Rarely do, does a QB that loses their spot ever get anything back, you know. Right. Um, But, you know what, I, this will make your Sparty friends happy because, like, I cannot believe Michigan lost that game to Rocky Lombardi. His whole no, freaking no. career is beat Michigan – get benched the next week and then transfer a few weeks later. This whole got career. something to hang his hat on. I, I, 
I will never understand how Michigan lost that game. And it's so frustrating because if Michigan at least beats Michigan State this year, then it's like, whatever, it's, it's a fake year, like, yeah. whatever. We It would have been fine because then you lose to Indiana, who is a good football team. You lose to Wisconsin, who was a good po- football team at the time. At the time. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, the Penn State game is was terrible, but – like, I don't know. It just – that game makes everything different if Michigan wins the game. And now instead of this that being like an absolute atrocity. Yeah, and also just from our side, the fan side of it, you're not hearing it from your Sparty friends either. So it gives you a different perspective on everything else. I mean, just on top of having another another game in the win column. Exactly. Exactly. That's, it was brutal. Um, I mean, was there anybody on our roster, on Michigan's roster right now, that you could see outside of Charbonnet that you could see hitting the transfer portal? Charbonnet and Milton, I guess. Dude, for whatever reason, and people are probably going to hate me for it, I don't know, man. Giles Jackson, I've just got a weird feeling. I've just somebody, got a weird feeling about Giles Jackson. Somebody tweeted something at him, and he was he said like Nah, like no way. Well, now could be all talk, but yeah, yeah he I can mean, say knows? whatever you want on Twitter, right? Um, but I think part of that was that he came out and was like, "Me and Xavier Worthy are a package deal." So everyone's like, "Oh, Giles Jackson's transferring to like Alabama." Out, yeah, I mean that could uh, be it. That could be the whole thing where it got in my head, but I just it just for whatever reason I just got a feeling where I don't know. I just don't. I don't know. So that yeah. was it pretty much. But now then, so then I think like that was his response to the tweet was like, no. yeah, yeah. I'm feeling more like, like, like Dax Hill might be I getting a little, that, little well, shaky. I, I could see that with a, with a new D coordinator. He's actually came out in the past couple of weeks. I think like, uh, backing Don Brown up. Really? So maybe if Don Brown goes, Dax Hill goes, that would be a huge hit to the defense. Yeah, I mean, I don't want that. something for him where he's like, thank fucking God. That's, if we get a maybe new coordinator, just... now I'm just not sitting out here fucking running all over the field, you know? <laughs> That's so true, too. Um, I can see it both ways, yeah. I could see it either way. I hope Dax Hill wouldn't fucking transfer, oh, man. Oh, God, I hope not. I think it's, especially for me, I think, I think it's really hard to to believe guys that are getting significant playing time would transfer. I mean, I know I just said Giles Jackson, but you're such an idiot. I am. I am. <laughs> this, is, this is factual. Um, but it, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe hope not. Yeah, I can. I don't know. I could see. I, I mean, maybe <laughs> there's a chance that Dax Hill was sitting back there this, you know, at safety. And he's like, dude, I can barely take this right now. Like, I don't know if I can take any more of this. Because how many times was was uh, Dax Hill just making every play? Every if the single ball play. Got, whether it was a run play, he's, like, literally all over the field. Maybe that's also an advantage to him because he can be stat like, builder. hey, stat builder, NFL mm. film. He's like, dude, I cover literally the entire film because the rest of my defense sucks so bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Um, I think we'll find out over the next couple weeks uh, about the Michigan and the transfer portal. Um, 
So, yeah, it sounds like Harbaugh and Ward have been talking. They they talked. So the word we heard was that they had a long conversation yesterday um, in the athletic department. And so um, we'll see what that means. Like, it kind of scares me. Like, if they're having long conversations at this point, that means they didn't talk much before, or at least they just didn't have anything figured out. Because I kind of thought from all the reports before, it was like, Everything's kind of a done deal. We just have to like dot the I's and cross the T's type of a thing. Uh, but now it's like there's still negotiations or things to figure out. So like now what? Makes me think that they weren't just blowing smoke. They were like, we're not going to talk until the end of the season, which would, you know, kind of line up with that. But I mean, they could be talking about, you know, other guys too. It could be like, hey, who do you want at D coordinator? Do you want to keep down around? Do you want to make this move, make that move. I That's mean, true. That's if true. they're talking about Harbaugh and they're talking about extending him, they're probably talking about all the other coaches and who he wants to keep around. That would be my assumption for that. That sounds, that sounds like a good guess. That makes sense to me. Yeah, I, I could see that. I don't know. It's just like, I don't know. Now it would, it would shock me now if Harbaugh's not back. Right. Like right. after signing day, that would be so shitty to these kids that signed. If you're like, all right, actually you signed with us. Now we, we are, <laughs> that would be worse than D'Antonio. That would yeah, be like, jeez. I mean, yeah. it would literally be fucking Mel Tucker. <laughs> what it would yeah, be. That's, it would literally, <laughs> literally. Be Mel Tucker. That's actually true. Um, yeah, you're right about that. So, um, all right. Well, um, that's all I got over here. I think we'll talk more. You know, the the sad thing is, is that we don't have Michigan basketball for the next two weeks still until well, yeah. one week. Where one week? God, everything's going so fast. The December just flew by. Like we're basically the, the week of Christmas now, which is kind of crazy. But a few um, more days, and I'll be in Florida, boys. I cannot wait. Oh, I'm so jealous of you. Oh, I'm so man. jealous. All right, well, we'll we'll hang, we'll you know hold the fort down here up in Michigan. I'm going skiing tomorrow, actually, hitting the slopes. Are you up, up north? Still never, I've yeah. still never skied. I got to go on a ski trip tomorrow. I feel like that'd be a that'd be a fun time. Well, you do. You are required to be athletic to go skiing, so maybe <laughs> well, maybe I can get a waiver. Out. Maybe I can get a waiver you, or something. Maybe like we could put you in a bubble, like bubble yeah. wrap. So that'd be you. fun. You yeah. can hit the transfer portal around. and. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I Jack would for sure be the guy that hits like slams into a tree. It's like <laughs> oh, full for force. Sure. Wham! <laughs> I mean, I just like, stay up at the bar the whole time. That's fine with me. You guys can go. It's like riding it. a motorcycle, right? You shift your weight, and then yeah. You, that's yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Or J- Jack would actually be the guy that's like holding up the entire chairlift because he's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I'm it's not like, ready. This is way too high. This is too high. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stop it. Stop it. <laughs> that would be you for oh, sure. For sure. All right. Well, you can follow us at blue by 90 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at blue by 90 podcast on YouTube. Um, we'll be back probably next week at some point to talk uh, Michigan versus Nebraska Christmas day basketball boys. I'm pretty excited. Sucks for the too. players. Good for us. Cause uh, I yeah. love watching anything on Christmas day. And, and, you know, I'm not doing big family things on Christmas. I don't know about you guys, but um, it'll give us something to do. So, all right. Thanks guys. And we'll see you next week. Go blue. Go blue. Go blue.